Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet, and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, fast, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make crypto mainstream. All right, today let's take a look. Today's topic is going to be about non-fungible tokens. What is a non-fungible token? Also, you hear me mention it as a NFT, right? So NFT, what is NFT? It is a non-fungible token. So before we dig in, we have to look at what is fungibility. So in economics, fungibility is the property of a good or commodity whose individual units are essentially interchangeable. So, for example, one kilogram of pure gold is equivalent to any other kilogram of pure gold, whether it's in the form of coins or whatever. Gold is fungible. No different than a dollar. My dollar, your dollar, they're interchangeable. I can hand them back and forth. So non-fungible means that anything is unique. So that the fungibility definition I just gave you came from Wikipedia. Um, non-fungibility, it can be compared to baseball cards as each has a unique information and a varying level of rarity, which rarity is what can give something value. So um, futures, collectible, game skins, game items, digital land, tokenized art, etc. You know, all you know, even like software licenses or software titles to prevent privacy can be created, can be attached to a non-fungible token to allow you to exchange that digitally. So one more cru- crucial difference, bear in mind. So fungible tokens are divisible, meaning you can send a fraction of, of one token like Bitcoin, right? So I can send you, I don't have to send you one full Bitcoin. I can send you 0.01, 0.001. Um, just, just as, as like you can give change. So a non-fungible token cannot be divided. It must be bought or sold whole, kind of like a baseball card, right? Nobody's going to buy half of a baseball card. So that is the difference with fungible and non-fungible tokens. So ERC-721 non, non-fungible tokens, that's a standard on Ethereum. Um, it allows each unit to be a unique collectible item with its own serial number. Uh, now what gave popularity to this is back in the end of 2017, as crazy as it may sound, uh, there was a game called Crypto Kitties, and Crypto Kitties is still out there. And to be honest with you, I own a few cats. <laughs> I bought a couple of cats. I bought a couple of them for pretty cheap. Bred them together. Came out with a cross-eyed ugly cat. Sold that cat for about $100 worth of Ethereum. So there you go. So it gives individual identities and properties to each non-fungible token, which when you pull it up, which shows in the form of a cat, right? And that has evolved uh, over time because there's a lot more things that are that are sold as, as non-fungible tokens or NFTs now. Right now, there's the, like digital cards that look like uh, magic cards, but they're actually interactive, whereas the avatars in the card move digitally when you open up that uh, in your wallet. Uh, one of the ones that, that really caught my attention early on that really showed what was possible is MLB Crypto. So that's Major League Baseball uh, Crypto. It's digital bobbleheads that you can buy. Um, they're 3D, they're digital, you can spin them all around, look at, look at every side of it. Um, it's kind of got cartoonish features. There are limited editions of each one. I've seen some sell for as little as a, as a dollar or a few dollars worth of Ethereum, where some were selling for thousands and thousands of dollars because they were rare. They were sought after players or sought after events in baseball. And, and, and so they were a lot more. So that's one. Uh, that came out and even within the MLB crypto app the decentralized app that you can use to pull it up you can even set that digital bobblehead on a physical surface kind of like a augmented reality to where kind of like Pokemon where you see the the icon or the item 
uh, imposed onto the screen of a, of a normal looking picture through your phone screen. Uh, so there's other, other platforms for NFTs that are out there besides Ethereum, uh, NEO, Tron, EOS, uh, but Ethereum, the ERC721 standard is the one that is used the most. And you can even go, if you Google ERC721, it'll take you to er721.org, which is basically the standard and it gives you sample code. So if you're trying to write this, it's, it's, it's very, it's an open book, you know, uh, just recently, there's another standard that was mentioned, um, ERC 1155, uh, but it, it's not really, can't really be called a standard yet because it hasn't been fully implemented to see some use cases. But in that case, it's what, how does that improve on the ERC 721 is it combines your ERC 20, which is that's your Ethereum based tokens that are fungible kind of like zero X or a lot of other ones that, that, you know, started on, on the ERC 20 platform. Uh, th those were actual cryptocurrencies that were fungible, which means you can exchange them. It was basically created to be used as a token or as a currency. And then ERC 721, like I mentioned, those are the ones that are non-fungible. Um, and typically they require separate contracts to transact with either one of them. Um, but on ERC 1155, it, it allow it will allow you to um, bring those together, uh, making transactions cheaper, allowing multiple complex operations to be bundled into a single transaction, can group multiple tokens and enable atomic swaps. So it's going to allow you to use you know fungible and non fungible tokens on the same contract, basically. So uh, I know don't get lost in the weeds when we talk about ERC 721, ERC 1155. Those are just different examples. ERC721 are your non-fungible tokens. ERC20 are your fungible tokens. And ERC1155 is basically meant to be a hybrid of both. So, you know, that that's really what's, you know, what we have with, with non-fungible tokens. And there's just so many things that are going to happen, right? So, um, you know, Engine, Engine Coin has developed, a, a, a you know, a whole lot of non-fungible tokens that could be utilized when it comes to gameplay right when it comes to exchanging collectibles uh game skins you want to buy a weapon in a game that's gonna you know in these decentralized games that are that are going to be coming out or, or some of them are already out and being tested now you know it, it's 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 a it's a actually a non-fungible token and why why does it matter if it's non-fungible token right because it, it be it has value it becomes tradable right so you may have this rare weapon that you collected in a game and somebody, somebody else may want it. And guess what? Maybe you want to sell it. In most games, you can't really do that. But, you know, if, if it's a token, then you can transfer ownership of that. Um, and then collectibles, as I mentioned. I mean, you think about how does a Beanie Baby have a value in the past? We heard of those Beanie Babies stuffed animals having values of $100,000, $200,000 for the really rare ones, right? That, that, that's no different than CryptoKitties, right? The, the highest CryptoKitty sale was around 2017 it was for the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars worth of ethereum for a single crypto kitty now why did that even happen well <laughs> you might think it's kind of crazy but it's very rare right people want something that's rare that's a collectible that's identifiable and i mean we have our phones with us all the time so we're, we're living in a digital age so why not digital collectibles you don't have to have this shelf on the wall that has all these collectibles so why not a non-fungible token? Now, with that being said, who's who's to say that you couldn't create a non-fungible token and tie that token back to real ownership in an actual physical asset to where whoever holds that token 
can utilize that. Um, you know, and then the, the conference we had in New Orleans, it was a crypto conference a couple weeks ago, where one of the guys from Decentraland was there. Now, Decentraland is a non-fungible token where they sell digital land. So what, what, what could digital land do for you? Well, it, it creates a virtual reality world to where you can do a lot of different things. So imagine the, this, and this is kind of where you painted the picture for the future. <coughs> imagine you're online, you're in this virtual land, and you walk into a virtual storefront and you see different items in that virtual storefront and you make a payment for one of those items. And by making that payment, that triggers a shipment of the actual physical item to you, to you, right? It's going to be a new way to shop. Um, also, another thing that was shown where um, on the digital land, one of the guys had built like a, an arena, kind of like, you know, from the Greek mythology days, but it's an arena to where you have a stage and you can, instead of having a meeting room, you send someone a token that gives them access to get into your arena or you sell tokens, right? And they go into that arena and you can see a talk, right? You can have someone that uses their digital avatar, but they're actually speaking. They're giving a speech and it's, it's, it's being broadcast to anybody that has that token that's able to enter that, that room or that arena. And that is going to, could be the future of, of Ted talks, right? It could be the future of, of any kind of speeches or motivational speakers utilizing their platform to grow. So Decentraland is doing some very interesting things, but you can buy that, that land. And then how big is that? Well, you know, when they initially had their token sale to sell their land, uh, they initially raised $25 million for digital land. It's quite a bit. It's kind of crazy, right? And then they also have the graphics to where it can be utilized on any computer. Not necessarily you need a high-end, high-graphics you know, card, high-end gaming computer. It can be utilized on most computers today, so it's not graphically heavy, right? So that's what it's going to kind of evolve in. One of the biggest issues I find that that's, not, that's kind of slowed down the growth and the adoption of non-fungible tokens is the ability to purchase them, right? When I initially bought the crypto kitties that I have in the MLB crypto, collectibles that I have it was while doing research for a podcast episode that I did several months back and I realized even though I know crypto the process was still um, not as easy as you would think I initially downloaded the MLB crypto uh, app right and I go into the app and it shows me what's available to buy but there's no way in there on how to buy it and then I quickly learned that I had to download a wallet that supported these non-fungible tokens so I chose the trust wallet T-R-U-S-T Downloaded the trust wallet. Then guess what I had to do next? I had to send Ethereum or go, if you don't have Ethereum, you got to buy Ethereum and send it to that wallet. And then within the trust wallet, there's a there's a web interface for decentralized apps. And that's where you can find the exchanges in there. Now I used OpenSea, OpenSEA.io. There's a few other exchanges where you can go and you can see which collectibles are up for sale and OpenSea lists all the different ones, whether it's CryptoKitties, MLB Crypto, uh, different games, different weapons, different skins, uh, different land, right? Decentraland, right? If you want to buy some land. So there's a whole lot of, in there to where you can see what's going on. Some of it's straight for sale. You can buy it now and some of it's up for auction. So, and then you have to make a buy, but the prices are all in Ethereum, right? There's no converter right there. It's not easy. So I think what we're going to see happen is we're going to see a lot of these platforms evolve in the ease of purchase. 
one thing that I'm looking at currently is crypto ATMs. Now, some of your basic crypto ATMs don't have the ability to add apps, but there's a new crypto ATM that's rolling out. And I interviewed the head of business development just a few episodes ago um, with Vault Logic to where they're putting out uh, ATMs where everything is basically an app interface that has a very easy API to use. So imagine creating an API to buy that digital token, right? So instead of having to figure out, okay, I got to buy Ethereum, I got to send Ethereum to the wallet, and then I got to figure out how to buy it. I can walk up to this machine. It tells me what the price is in whatever currency, you know, I want to use. And I can, if it's dollar bills, I can feed that money into the machine and scan my wallet and it will actually send me that digital uh, collectible onto my wallet, right? So that is the future. That's where things are going to go. Uh, we're just not there yet. But when that happens, you're going to see non-fungible tokens take on a whole new meaning um, and really revolutionize the collectible world, <laughs> right? Because, you know, you can say that, you know, they can say there's a limited number of, say, a, a baseball card of, or a collectible, but who's to really say that, right? I mean, um, you don't really know how many are really out there and that's what gives it value. So having something like a, a you know, a non-fungible token that's on a blockchain to where you can see, you know, everything's transparent, you know, the, the cryptography is what creates trust in that you are getting what you say you're getting. There's no counterfeit that you're going to get when it comes to these non-fungible tokens. So whether it's a non-fungible token, that's a digital asset, that's a unique collectible, or like I mentioned, a non-fungible token, that is linked to the ownership of a, of a physical item. Uh, that's something that we could see happen now. Also, you can see fungible tokens tied to a physical item, right? So instead of having one non-fungible token showing ownership of that art, because you're not gonna you're not gonna cut an expensive piece of art in half just to take it, you know, just to split ownership. Um, so you would need a non-fungible token. But if multiple people wanted to invest into an asset, they could use a fungible token, like an ERC twenty token. So tokenize. A piece of art, maybe say it's worth a million dollars, you create a million tokens. Somebody could buy five dollars worth of tokens and have some ownership in that art. Uh, and every time, you know, every time it sells, they, they could sell it for more. Like if the value goes up, then the value of their that five dollar investment can go up. And that's just using a very small example. But that just shows you what is possible with non-fungible tokens. So I really challenge you to get in. Uh, look up online some articles about non-fungible tokens, what they are, what they could be. You know, CryptoKitties, as silly as it is, was uh, the first use case to show that this actually works and it's something that can happen, right? And still today, there's people trading CryptoKitties. I still got, I still have three, like I mentioned. I sold the cross-eyed one, but still have a few more. Um, but that's just a use case. I mean, where do you see non-fungible tokens going? Now, there's been quite a few that have been added to it. Some of them have worked. Some of them have crashed and burned. The biggest problem with non-fungible tokens right now is just the amount of use, the amount of use case, uh, the volume going in. Uh, there was one guy that actually tried to raise money for his mom for, you know, who was battling breast cancer. And he created a platform called Crypto Titties. Now, it's kind of silly. Uh, you know, understand the idea. You know, when you first hear it, you think how silly. But it just, it didn't really get in front of a lot of people. So non-fungible tokens are going to evolve, especially as they become more demand from your mainstream people, right? Um, people like cats, crypto kitties was not a bad idea. Um, Major League Baseball crypto, people collect baseball cards. Now imagine having a digital collectible you can trade with your friends. But this thing can evolve into so many different things.
And I think that's what we're going to see. But seeing things that are more in demand, uh, being created as non-fungible tokens is one thing that's going to help drive adoption and then making the purchase process easier, whether it be online or from a kiosk, right? So that's what's going that's what we're going to need to see happen. So uh, that's really it. Wanted to kind of plant, plant some seeds in your head about non-fungible tokens. You will hear 2019 is going to be a huge year for non-fungible tokens. So you definitely want to pay attention to this space. And as I mentioned before, that is it. So I want to thank everybody for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.